Hi, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Happiness Follows. I'm Amanda, and I have Dottie here. Hi. And we're so, so happy you're here. I hope you guys are having a great week. And I know we are having a better week based on our last podcast, right, Dottie? Yeah, it's gotten better. No complaints. No complaints. We're doing good. We're getting through it. And I know you guys are too, so that's great. What's new, Dottie? With me, you know, just gearing up for the start of work. Officially, kiddos come back next Monday. So, you know, just trying to get everything set up, get my virtual classroom. I bought a desk today, so that's cool. Oh, so, um, like, no dining room table, but a desk? <laughs> definitely. I have no dining room table, but there will be a desk in the place of the dining room table. So, Priorities, I love that. Yeah. I love that for me. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, what about you? Nothing. You know, school has already started for us, so we're in the thick of things. It's going really, really good. Like I said last week, all the same all the same positive things I said about online learning last week still are true. Everyone's doing really good with it. The kids are doing well with it. We're sticking with our schedule. So I can't complain. It's good. It's hot, hot, hot outside right now. And I'm over it though. I wanna get outside. Yeah, same here. Everyone keeps they're like, have you gone out hiking? I'm like, when? It's like death outside. No, I have not been outside. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to be talking about today, Amanda? Puppies, our favorite relaxation tool. Yes, we're going to talk about dogs. In particular, we're going to talk about um, doing outdoor activities. In this case, backpacking with puppies. I have a puppy and I'm excited about our conversation today. But not only that, we are also having a special guest and that special guest happens to be your sister. My sister. Becca, would you like to take to take a second and introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Becca and I am the sister and I live <laughs> in Washington. <laughs> yes. She's my sister. I love her so. My big sister, as she would say, even though, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, Rebecca and I are twins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so two minutes older, but she always calls me her baby sister. It's true. You are my baby sister. <laughs> <laughs> so we are so excited that Becca's on today because she actually just got a dog about the same time that I got a dog. And um, we both had similar aspirations, and we wanted to get these dogs, and they were going to be outdoorsy dogs, and they were going to um, go hiking with us and kayaking, and we were going to take them camping and backpacking. And I haven't been able to do all of those things with my puppy because it's hot as can be here, but you up in Washington, you have had the chance to take your dog out adventuring, and so... We're so excited because we really want to pick your brain and learn a little bit about what it was like to take a new dog that that hasn't had experience like being outside and hiking and doing all the things and like learn their tricks and like some tricks to work with them. And we're just excited to learn from you. So we actually have some questions for you. <laughs> this okay. is going to be a very educational podcast for myself because I don't have any animals. I've never had any animals. It's been really hard for me to keep a fish alive. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm excited to hear all of the tips and how things have worked out. So yeah, because whenever Dottie comes to my house, she says, 
Oh, I think I want a dog. <laughs> she wants to steal my little chihuahua, though, so I don't know how she would be on the hikes. <laughs> They're you just so carry much her. Get a baby Bjorn and just carry yeah. her in the front. I don't even know. That sounds like a <laughs> lot. <laughs> sounds like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. So, Becca, tell us a little bit about your pops. Like, how old is he? Give us a description because you guys will put him on the Instagram because he's as cute as can be. So he's the cutest cute. dog. Mm-hmm. Tell us uh, about. So my puppy's name is Vincent, and he is seven months old and his official name is Vincent von Hofstosch because he has <laughs> half half his lip is black like he has half a handlebar mustache and so he needed a proper name his um when we adopted him his name was Sherlock but we were like no 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 we gotta go super official here and so his name is Vincent and he is um like half bulldog half American Staffy and he's just generally a very cute puppy and we got somehow won the lottery and he's like the best dog in the whole wide world and he's just a naturally super good dog so I think that some of my experience might be different than if I had a dog that had a different temperament but I think that there's still a lot of good tips to share. Yay. Well, we're really, really thankful that you could be on. And I've only met Vincent once just when I was flying uh, home and I popped in at the Seattle airport and I got to meet little Vinny and he's so stinking cute, guys. This dog is so chill. He'll just like lay in your arms like he's a baby (laughs) and Mm -hmm. he's just so chill. But when I met him, Becca, he would, when you would take him on the leash, he would just lay down, right? Oh, yeah. He did do that for a long time. At first, when we would take him out, like, I did not expect that he was actually going to be a good adventurer because he'd put a leash on him and he'd go just a little bit and just lay down in the grass, lay down in the dirt, roll around, be very adorable. You'll want to take, like, a million photos of him, but, like, not great for hiking long distances. And it wasn't until... Um, we had taken him on a couple hikes. It took forever to hike, even a very short distance, like half a mile. And he stopped all the time and we would just like kind of stop, keep going, let him sniff around. Like we weren't super stressed about it, but it definitely was like a long time. And then I have a friend who also got a puppy a little bit before we did. And this puppy's about one years old, but he has so much energy that like anytime that Vincent would stop when we were hiking, like Apollo would be on top of him. And so I think it kind of pressured Vincent to keep going. Cause he didn't want to just be like kept getting attacked or not attacked, but like he just wants to wrestle and play. And so I think that Vincent was like, Oh, got to keep walking, keep going <laughs> to avoid this. And so um, that really, I think eased him into like, now he knows when we are out on a trail or something like that, that looks kind of like a trail or whatever. He knows he's in for the long haul at that point. And so it was a very, it was like a a good learning experience for him, but it took a little bit of practice. That's good. Yeah. And I might've missed this. Did you say how old your dog? He's seven months old. Okay. He's a baby. He's He's a a little guy. Well, he's Mm -hmm. not a little guy. He's actually pretty beefy, but. Yeah. He's a big boy. (laughs) He's like 50 pounds. pounds. Yeah. (laughs) But our little baby. 
<laughs> well, so I guess my question is, you know, because I'm hoping that someday it won't be oh, 115 degrees outside where I live and I can take my puppy out. And so, you know, you talked about how you got him used to going on the trail and his temperament is one that he's not super, super active. So he's not pulling you too much, I imagine, right? Yeah, he doesn't pull very much. Except for that was something that when we did first take him backpacking, I was surprised about as he does. He did pull more in that environment. And I'm not 100% sure why. How interesting. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's like, because so the backstory for everyone listening is that she did just recently take Vincent on his first backpacking, backpacking trip. So not a hiking trip, an overnight, right? Was it one night? It was two nights. Mm-hmm. And Vincent before this, he's been camping and then he's been a ton of like day hikes. So we've been taking him on day hikes since he was like with us for just a few weeks. So he was like a couple months old, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you were thinking about taking him on a backpacking trip, and I know it was your wife's first backpacking trip too. So you were having a lot mm-hmm. of like firsts at this moment. But when you were thinking about the backpacking trip, what specifically did you think about in terms of the dog, like what was some of your worries or what were you kind of hoping wouldn't happen or, or what, what were your worries? I guess would be my question. Yeah. Well, like we had done so many little hikes with him that I knew that he, I know how he reacts with other dogs. I know how he reacts with other people. And so I wasn't ever really nervous about, you know, coming across someone on a trail because he's already done sort of tight trail you know, uh, pass bys where you're kind of pushed to the edge of the trees because we are in Washington. So sometimes the trails are a little, you know, mm-hmm. close, close in with trees. And so, you know, we, we, we know how he is with that. Um, and so I knew that that would be okay. But I was really unsure how he would do with the mileage. Um, we didn't go very far. It wasn't too much further than, you know, like our longest day hike. But, you know, like, hiking out there and then still camping and I didn't know I had never been on this trail so I didn't really know what we were like walking into was it going to be a super populated area you know where we're going to be like right on top of people was it going to be super deserted were there going to be wildlife like kind of those sort of unknowns having not done the trail before um but I felt comforted that I did know his demeanor and like how he interacts with people and animals so I already felt comfortable in that. And I feel like if I didn't have that portion of feeling comfortable with how he reacts with others, I would be a lot more nervous about kind of the other unknowns, right? Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. And so just give us a little bit about like, you had mentioned that he pulled, but like, how did the trip end up going? Like, what surprised you? What were you pleasantly happy um, with? What metro expectations were like, just give us a little rundown of like, how did it go? How did the ba- first backpacking trip go? Yeah, it went really well. It was, like you said, a very interesting backpacking trip because um, I was taking a group of three other people who had never been backpacking before <laughs> and a dog who had never been backpacking before. So um, I felt a lot of weight on my shoulders. but Physically um, and. <laughs> physically and a little. <laughs> um, it was a like I'm ashamed of how ugly this pack looked from the back. There was so much stuff hanging off of it and it was not good. But, um, but I was, I've, when we started the hike, I was mostly concerned about my wife. Cause she, we had 
bought her this backpack and it didn't fit her well and she was very uncomfortable. And so like, I wasn't even really thinking about Vincent because he was just like on a normal hike doing his normal hikey things, you know, and being the patient and cute dog he is. Um, but as we kept going and like, we were getting tired and I could tell he was getting tired and it really made me stop and say, oh my gosh, I didn't really consider like, what would I do if there was an emergency and he couldn't go further, you know, like, what is my plan or what if he got injured or, you know, uh, kind of those, those fears that maybe you would have if you like were a parent, I don't know, you know, like, (laughs) oh, no, I have to actually think about this, um, this other creature that is not a grown adult, you know. Um, And so uh, that was kind of some of my concerns. And I have done a lot of reflection on it now. Um, I know that there are like, not devices, but like, these little harnesses that you can buy that if if there was an emergency, you can kind of put their legs through it and carry them like a backpack, things like that. But at the time I had sort of resolved in my head that if there was an emergency or if he got hurt, I could empty out the contents of my backpack and like put him essentially in the backpack. But now he's substantially bigger. So I don't know that that would be (laughs) (laughs) the boat anymore. So that's probably something I need to reevaluate again. But the trip went really well. Um, There were mosquitoes everywhere. It was um, awful in that regards and they were on him too but he didn't seem to have any bad reaction to that and when we got to camp it was dark and the one thing that really surprised me is he's never much of a barker and he totally barked at people while we were camping I was shocked and we got to camp one thing that we had learned from like previous camping trips was that we needed something to kind of keep him occupied and also like contained when we're setting up camp because as we all know that's sort of a process that you need your hands for and you need to move around and not be really tethered to one spot and so we found when we were camping that it was really easy to just string up a line with just since he doesn't pull very much we didn't even need you know super thicker you know fancy line Um, but we just had some old rope and it would work for even like you know, hammock straps or something like that, that you could just string up. And we use like a little carabiner, attach his leash to it. And he can kind of run across the line uh, while we're getting set up. Now that wouldn't work if you didn't have a lot of trees. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was like, it's worked out really well. And I do have to say it took Vincent a whole camping trip to really like be okay with it because he is a very much like a people dog he wants to be on top of you or in your arms or being held like a baby like Amanda knows um and so like he he did have to get used to it but it's a really sweet setup and it also like even when you're cooking when you're just sitting around a campfire you're just chilling out you can just you know set up your crazy creek or sit on the ground you know near where the line is he can still sit next to you he can still like chill out but you know, he has a little bit more freedom, but he's still on a leash, which of course we all know he needs to do. And, um, you know, and, 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 and still be tethered somewhere. And so that, that was something that we, that was like a lesson learned that we used when we're backpacking. So that worked out great. This trip, we actually went with, I forgot to even mention, oh my gosh, we went with my friend's dog. So it was three people and two dogs had never been <laughs> crazy <laughs> so we had to tie up both of them but this is that same sweet puppy who really wants to play all the time so we, we had to set up two lines so that Vincent and Apollo could have some alone time as well um, but the other things that we really had to consider were like camp like the 
the actual like logistics of of once you you know not just the backpacking in but like once you're there so like I think camping is a good precursor because you know dog are you the type of person I don't know I would judge you a little bit if you weren't the type of person to let your dog sleep in the tent but Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know but like making sure you know you know can your dog sleep in the tent is his nail oh the good tip is his nail sharp because my friend's dog did rip her brand new tent. Oh, no. And so that was a bummer, I guess. Add to your dog checklist some tent repair patches. In <laughs> case, um, perhaps there's some duct tape. Um, but like we knew Vincent, he slept in a tent before. He's good. We, we did trim his nails because I had sent set up our backpacking tent in the living room because it needed to be resealed because it's been ages since I used it and certainly not anywhere that there was the potential for rain and so I knew when he had gone in there and I saw just a couple little indentations from his nails and I was like nope not gonna happen so we trimmed those Uh, but also like him sleeping like it was still chilly out when we went and so um, like if you have a super floofy dog then they probably you might not need anything extra for your dog. If your dog is going to like your sleeping bag, then they probably don't need anything extra. But Vincent sleeps at kind of the foot of our bed. Naturally, he has no desire to sleep cuddled up usually. And so we knew that he needed a little bit more to stay warm. So we have just like this little zipper sweater, um, you know, that he wears to sleep when we're camping. And it works great for him. It keeps him super toasty warm come cuddle up if he's feeling too cold but generally it makes him happy makes us happy and he looks adorable in it so you know that sounds so so cute i just Mm -hmm. i saw a picture of him we're gonna put one on the page i keep saying we're gonna like flood the page with vincent photos but his little i thought it was like a little um you know, you have a baby and you put them in those little sleep sacks where there's no mm-hmm. feet in it. I thought it was like a dog one of those. So that's so, yeah. so cute. So we, what? Um, so they have a lot of, they have like a lot of dog clothes that are just like they Velcro underneath. And what we found was one that had a zipper on the side and it almost, it has like a mesh lining on the inside, like on the belly side. And it's great because he can move around and he can wiggle around and he's not like coming out of it. So it mm-hmm. kind of is like a baby sleep sack. <laughs> no legs cute yeah my I was gonna ask like what all did you pack for your dog like I stress out just packing for myself Mm -hmm. so like having to throw a dog in the mix or a child in the mix Amanda it just (laughs) takes me to another level so like (laughs) what all did you kind of like pack for your dog yeah so we packed we had to think about water of course up here water is less precarious than it is in the desert and so but thinking about water um we we used to have those collapsible water dish like um you can buy for dogs they like they like collapse flat and Vincent just like steps on them they smush they there's they never have water and then by the time you know he actually wants to drink it and we ended up getting one of those I think it's rough wear like it's more of a cloth uh collapsible water dish and that was great so we brought that we brought water we brought two leashes um and what I would say if like, if right now I'm cheap, so like I'll probably stick to two leashes because it worked out fine, but we fashioned it in a way to make it almost like a wearable leash. 
And it also made his leash longer when we had him tethered to like the line. Um, so he had a little bit more freedom. Let's see what else we bought. We brought his little sleepy pajamas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait till you see it. It's mm-hmm. so, yeah. so cute. Mm-hmm. I won't even tell you that we have like legit pajamas for him that are like footy pajamas My for future. <laughs> Once it starts getting cool here, then we'll put them on him. Um, but let's see what else we, we had to bring his food, which I think is another like with my friend who was also going with us her dog it at the time was way bigger than Vincent and so she had to bring so much food and it, I think it caught kind of both of us by surprise just how heavy their food was you know and so that was something to really take into consideration especially if I was going to be doing like any sort of long haul or like um trying to do anything like over multiple days like super multiple days just because it's a lot. It, it can really weigh you down. And it also just took up a lot of space. And then that was, that was pretty much it. He was a, he was a, you know, a light pack, I guess, other than the food. Oh, the other thing that, that we did, we didn't bring for him this time, but we will next time is like one of those harnesses that has uh, sacks on the side, like a doggy backpack, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one it's too too big on him right now but I think it will fit him very soon but I think if your dog is used to hiking in one of those packs it could be really useful because you have to consider dog waste and leave no trace and you know what you're going to do with that and maybe if they can carry their own poop out that would be <laughs> <laughs> that was actually going to be one of my questions not about the waste while that's really smart I didn't even think anything of that um, was whether or not you would consider giving him his own little doggy backpack. They look like the little like um like mule sacks mm-hmm. <laughs> like like that a horse would carry. It's amazing. I was wondering if you would be willing to put one of those on him. I know you said it's too big on him, but does he tolerate it or do you think he'll notice it or we have a harness that he uses that kind of goes over his same the same parts of his body. So I think he'll be fine with it. When we put it on it, when it, when it was, when it was too big on him, it had a lot of extra strap, which was like ideal for him to want to chew on. And so um, he tolerated it fine, but he just wanted to play with it and chew on all the straps. And so um, that was really what inhibited it. But I, I'm curious to see how much he can actually hold once he's kind of a full grown dog (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. can he carry his own water you know can he carry his heavy food like that would be great if he can you know bring Mm -hmm. the food in bring the waste out perfect right that'd be perfect yeah Mm -hmm. as far as like first aid goes like I know we always you know we know what we need to bring for ourselves like what type of things would you bring for a dog is it the same like first aid kit or is it something would you need to carry different supplies um, I did read online a little bit about first aid kits. That is probably a lesson learned. Just like that thought when I was hiking about like emergency, like what would I do? It was kind of the same thing with first aid kits. Like I was like, I didn't even think about this. Like, you know, like do, does he need different things? And from kind of the research that I have done and and now thinking through like what are the potential injuries, um, like a, a lot of kind of that 
I don't know what it's a sport wrap, you know, like that kind yeah. of uh, tape. And then also they suggest liquid bandage because oh, you're yeah. like That's little, smart. you know, cuts and scrapes using that. Cause of course they're not going to keep a bandaid on, you know? Um, but also I think I could be wrong. Don't, don't cite me on this if I'm totally wrong, but um, like, I think Benadryl too, for like allergic reactions or mm-hmm. if you're super stressed, that can be used to help them sleep, things like that. Um, but otherwise, like in terms of kind of your gauze, your bandages, your like uh, antiseptic, things like that, it can all be the same as for in your human first aid kit. Okay. Yeah. All right, Becca, so you mentioned leave no trace or no trace. Exactly what is that for people that don't necessarily get outdoors and know what that slogan means? Yeah, leave no trace is uh, like a set of outdoor ethics that kind of you agree to abide by. Um, it's just, it's practices that help leave the environment um, in a way that everyone can enjoy it without leaving like any impact or, you know, problems for the future. And it's just, it's a set of just some simple guidelines. Even nowadays when you book camp reservations or you go to national parks, you'll see them posted. Um, It's, it's, it's all things that anyone can do, but it's really important to learn them and to, you know, follow them because it's the way that we're really going to, you know, keep our natural areas beautiful and ready to use for anybody. So like, not to sound naive or anything, but could you just bury your dog poop like you would human poop, like when you're out on trail? Or is that not a thing? Okay, when I first, so my friend asked me the same question because her, her boyfriend was like, uh, that's dumb. Just bury it. Right. It's dog poop. And I was like, hard. No. Right. Like, no, you can't do it. That's not leave no trace. I was super like, you know, hard lined about it. And then curiosity got the best of me. So I did in fact, look it up. And it turns out if I would say you should always carry out your waste. I think it's just a better, um, like plan. It's better for, you know, if you're walking down the trail, you don't want to stumble upon dog poop or you know half half buried dog poop or anything like that and so I think it's better just to um to pack it out with you but I guess if you're not in a desert or not in a very arid climate you can bury it just like you would human waste um but I think I don't know it just sounds like a an awful lot of work for me to like dig a hole (laughs) take care of it and so I can just pick it up we use compostable bags which I know are not you know uh the end all be all but at least I feel a little bit better about using something to pick it up and and carry it out with me but uh yeah definitely lessons learned well Becca I feel like we could pick your brain about backpacking and about especially about backpacking with dogs for like the rest of the day um but I think this is probably a good point um for us to leave it and so I really just want to know if you have kind of one final tip or one final piece of advice for people who may be thinking about taking their dog backpacking or or getting out there in that way with their with their pet yeah I think first and foremost just take your dog outside and like learn how they are outside because just like humans you're gonna have dogs that probably are not as interested in going hiking than you know like playing in the backyard or something uh so take your dog outside and just see how they do 
and then take them out hiking, day hiking, and take them out camping before you sort of jump into the deep end and take them backpacking. But Vincent was a puppy. We only went camping one time before he ever went backpacking and he went hiking, you know, probably 10 times. So it doesn't have to be a lot, but, you know, uh, just get them out there, see how they do, and you'll love it. It'll be good. That's wonderful advice. It makes me definitely want to um, see how my dog does on the trail. And I definitely have had the heartache for wanting to go backpacking a lot lately. So I definitely want to get out there in that way too. That's that's something that Dottie and I have been talking a lot about exploring and starting to kind of get into backpacking a little bit more. So we would love to hopefully have you on at a later date when Vincent is a little bit more of a, of a professional backpacker and see if any of your um, tips change or if you have any more um, tips or motivation for us. So hopefully you'll join us at another time for that. Sure. It's been lovely. Once again, thank you for tuning in this week. We hope that you all learned some pretty cool tricks and trades for getting your pets outside and getting them to wander and uh, go on adventures with you. Remember to follow us at happinessfollows180 on Instagram. You can also follow Becca on Instagram at katiegoeswild. That's K-A-T-E-Y. Her account documents an old urban lesbian learning to embrace nature. Also, if you have any questions or ideas, please feel free to email us at happinessfollows180 at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple uh, Podcasts. Remember to opt outside and when you do to take your favorite four-legged friend with you along for the journey and that when you do, happiness follows.